0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: Revelation chapter number 12, Revelation chapter number 12, and I'd like to have all the bus ca- uh, drivers, all the workers and the youth leaders, uh, whether you're the senior youth leader or not, but uh, certainly the senior youth leaders and the pastors, uh, I'd like for you to all stand across the auditorium tonight on this closing night. Would you stand? Stand up to your feet and, and let's, let's re- remain standing. Let's give them a big round of applause. <laughs> remain standing. Look around. Look around. And then also, all the staff, that they're all over the place behind the scenes, behind the cameras, and of course the, the leadership, Pastor Treber, would you stand Brother the mark, brother, the flood, would you stand, stand up. All of the North Valley, North Valley staff, workers, there's security, security and ushers and cooks, and thank you so much. There's a purpose for our being here tonight and a purpose for my being here tonight. Really, it's summed up in a letter that I just received, and I hope it's an encouragement to you Is it? brings me to tears. I just received this letter not long ago. It says, Pastor, if I may share my heart just a bit. I have been thinking a lot about my past the last few days. Not in a bad way, necessarily. Obviously, there are a lot of regrets and a lot of scars on my life that the devil will often bring to the forefront of my mind. But I've been thinking of just how good God has been to me and what he has brought me from. I don't talk much about the past, as the Bible says, forgetting those things which are behind. But at times I feel like what I have to share could be a help to someone else. I was just sharing a little bit with some of my children this morning. And without going into detail with them, I told them of how I sat on these same pews that they do now. And I heard men like Curtis Hudson and Lee Robertson and Jack Hiles and Bobby Robertson and many others. And I told them how I sat there and in my heart I scoffed at what they had to say, and could not have possibly cared any less that they were up there preaching. I can remember one specific time that we had Jack Hiles here at the Fall Preaching Jubilee. And I had snuck away for a time during the conference, and I came back in late during the service. I remember standing back behind the west door, I can see it now in my mind waiting to come in, and he was up there preaching up a storm and pouring out his heart, and I just had no care in the world for what he was saying except for my own selfish wants and desires. Oh, if I had only listened. Oh, if they would only listen. And all the other young people that sit in these very pews. I told my children this morning how God gave me chance after chance after chance. I still don't know why God fought so hard for me, and gave me time. I know why. But I said that that isn't always the case. I told them about how, when I was at my very lowest point, a friend of mine was tragically killed in a car accident. The situation I was living in was the reason why he was even in that car. He was a good kid. He had just graduated and was heading off to Bible College in just a few weeks. I told my children that it was then and there that God started to wake me up. I remember sitting on the edge of the bed in the place where I was living and away from God and it was as if God himself was standing there beside me and I I could hear his words so clearly, this is your last chance, next time it's you. I didn't make a 180 right then but in that moment I came to myself as the prodigal did and the rest they say is history. I went out to Golden State Baptist College. And God did an incredible work in my life. He gave me an unbelievable man of God as my husband. He has brought me full circle and now my children are sitting in these same pews. Funny how I swore I would never come back here. I'd never come back to Iowa. Now I can't imagine being anywhere else. He has allowed us to live the dream and I still have to pinch myself at times. I think God allows us to remember the past so we can truly be thankful for what he has done for us. I said all that to say this, she writes, don't ever stop fighting for them, Evan. She didn't put Evan in there, but don't ever stop fighting for them as he represents all those that just stood. Don't ever stop telling them to choose what is right, Brother Luke. Don't ever give up hope that all of the time, the travel, the days away from family, the tears and the heartache won't help just one or 10 or 100, and she calls her name, sitting in these pews. I told my children that someone at some point has to and will stand up and say, it's me. I will do what is right. I don't want those scars and I don't want those memories. But regardless of what others may think, I will be the one that plants a flag and chooses to follow him no matter what. Please know that I am praying for you. Keep on keeping on. 1 Corinthians 10, 15, 15, 10a. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Signed, Mrs. Shannon Kane, associate pastor's wife and church secretary at the Marion Avenue Baptist Church. Our secretary. Thank God. Thank God for the investment of this youth conference and what it represents so many people. It has been good to be here, so much fun and I was going to have a little bit of fun with you tonight but the preaching's fun. Amen? How many of you know who made this statement right here? Look at it if you will. He alone who owns the youth gains the future. If you know who made that statement, would you raise your hand? Oh really? If If you know it, shout it out. Adolf Hitler made that statement. He alone who owns the youth, gains the future. In January of 1933, there were 50,000 members of the Hitler youth, 50,000 members, it was exciting, it was visionary, it was a new economic plan, it was a new moral plan, it was a new path, a new future, it was exciting. And much was promised for all of these children and teenagers, I mean very young, before junior high and high school and all throughout high school. And by the end of that year, it had grown so much in popularity that there were two million Hitler youth with the vision and with the passion and with the excitement of what this new path, this new plan would bring. But all of that led to this. Those boys, those girls, those children did this. And it led to this. And fields full of little children weeping and crying. Moms and dads and Christians all over and Jews all over that region slaughtered by the Hitler youth. James 1.14 says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. That's the word. Enticed. Drawn away. Then when lust hath conceived after they were enticed, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Just compare Halloween and Christmas. The devil has a specific plan and a specific target on young people and he wants to destroy you. Revelation chapter number 12 in the Bible, every Scripture has an interpretation of what the Scripture says. It's in its context. It's who it's written to. And we ought to interpret the Scripture as is written. Then there is an application that is to be brought from every Scripture. And that application can be applied to you and I today. And then from Scripture, like Jesus did and many times, there are illustrations from Scripture. Let's begin in Revelation chapter number 12. Would you stand to your feet as we begin to read in verse number 1? I want you to follow very carefully. The Bible says, and there appeared a great wonder. I'm going to ask you a question about this in a moment. A great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And she being with what? Cried. Cried to in birth and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in the heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. Now notice verse number four. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. Does anybody know who this is and what it's being talked about? Who is cast out and the great red dragon that's drawing a third of heaven being cast down. Does anybody know who that is? That's Satan. That's Lucifer. Now notice... Verse 4, and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered. She's in labor. The most vulnerable time for mom and child. Now notice the last part of verse number 4. Read it out loud. 4-2, ready and go. For to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Now in this passage there is a woman that is about ready to be delivered uh, a child. And this is a two-part prophecy of the birth of Jesus. And also of the children of Israel in the end times. We will not speak of its interpretation or even its direct application, but we see an illustration that is from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And the illustration that we see and even the application and even the interpretation is that the devil is waiting to devour every child made in the image of God as soon as they are born. You are seeing in this passage of Scripture the character of Satan in stark contrast with the character of a holy God. The character of Satan standing, for those of you that are parents and have had children, standing in the most vulnerable moment, in the most uh, 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 weakened time, of a mother giving birth to an innocent little child, and he is there ready to devour. Father, we come into your presence and we ask that you would anoint this time. Please help these young people to know that this crowd of people that just stood has a burden and a passion and a love and an investment for them. May we respond on purpose tonight. Get a hold of our hearts. We know that the devil hates what is being said and what has been said through all these preachers. I'm honored, Lord, to have heard and been fed this week. Bless us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Everything that Jesus has, Satan wants. Jesus loves the little children specifically. He talked about the little children. He said, I want you to become as little children. And so Satan hates them specifically. This morning, Pastor Mark took us to Mark chapter number 9. If you're quick in turning, look at Mark chapter number 9 and verse number 20. Mark chapter number 9 and verse number 20. Get there and we'll be to verse 21 by the time you're there. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, Mark chapter 9, Straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, so there's a daddy there with the boy, verse 21 of Mark 9. How long is it ago since this came unto him? What does verse 21 say of Mark chapter number 9? And he said, were well, the last three words of verse 21, ready and go. Of a child. Really? This is the character of Satan, verse 22, and oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters. He tried to burn him, one of the worst deaths and the greatest death, uh, uh, that fire, but also their equal is the drowning. I can't breathe. He literally was trying to drown a child burn a child That right there is the character of Satan And this world likes to paint uh, uh, the picture of a happy Disneyland where we're all here to get along and hunky-dory But that is not reality The devil is your enemy There is a war going on He's not fluffy He's not weak He's not some super character He is the devil And he is real He doesn't have the little horns and the little tail He is a deceitful character out to destroy destroy new. We see it from Genesis to Revelation. We can spend all night or in all series seeing that the forces and the targets of hell, the younger you are, and especially this season of life, the young people, all the forces of Satan, all the forces of hell pointed specifically at you. You think about Jesus. They called it in history the murder of the innocents. Rachel weeping in Ramah for her child, for they were not, and the slaughtering of these Roman soldiers, I mean real people who lived in history. I mean history books talk about it, how the murder of the innocents, all these little babies from two years of age down to just a little innocent uh, two-month-old, one-month-old, one-day-old, and they would go into the little villages and into the house, and they would slaughter them and spill their guts on the ground and dice them up with the sword and with the spear, and they would bash them against the stone until their brains came out. And you say, how could someone be so deprived? Because Satan is so real. Behind the scenes as we do a big Christmas production, we haven't done this scene yet, but we've considered uh, when it came to the Herod scene, and he has the Roman soldiers, and they have the torches, and they have the swords, we've considered having a character just standing in the back of this beautiful set of Herod's scene, and he's dressed in black. And as as Herod is speaking, and as the Roman soldiers are foaming at the mouth, getting ready to go into the Bethlehem region, we've considered having the picture of Satan moving the mouth of Herod. And as Herod speaks, it's really Satan speaking. And as the Roman soldiers uh, begin to charge to slaughter little children uh, to have Satan moving them, and what a correct picture that would be. And then we think about Moses. And Pharaoh making the command to kill all the boy uh, babies in the land and to slaughter them and the weeping and the crying. This is the character of Satan. This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't science fiction. This isn't Marvel comics. This is something that's happening as real as it is today than it happened just 20 centuries ago when Jesus uh, was there and escaped, thank God, from that slaughter. The devil always punches early. David encountered many enemies in life. He was a valiant warrior. The story of of his warring was long and illustrious, but the greatest enemy that David ever faced is when he stood before physically, satanically, was when he stood before Goliath, and Goliath was disdained of him because he was but a, because he was but a. Youth, he always punches early to wipe him out, to knock him out before he could ever come to the kingdom. We think about Satan stirring up Joseph's brothers to kill him as a young child. We think about Samson. Judges chapter 13 and verse 24 says, and the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtol. The very next verse says, and Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Oh, that was just an accident. No, it wasn't. That was a design for a young person from Satan to stop him before they could come and realize their calling and their potential and glorify the Lord. In 2 Kings we read of Elisha just having seen Elijah go up in a chariot of fire and the mantle fell on young Elisha and now he's going down into the town of Bethel uh, which once was called the house of God. Now Bethel is known as Baal worship. It's a satanic Luciferian type place. And there were 42 people that were in Bethel that came out because they heard he was coming and there comes old Elisha the bald haired man up the mountain and 42 people from this Baal worshiping place were so owned by Satan, they were so demon possessed, they were so infiltrated by Satan himself. They were so uh, uh, reprobate that he that hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. No more hope. They were so satanic, they were so Luciferian that when they mocked the man of God, go up thou bald man, the Bible said she bears came out and tore them into pieces. You know what the Bible says? Let me read it for you. Who were the 42 people? What a slaughter. Who were these incredibly satanic, one of the most satanic stories in all the Bible? And as he went up from thence unto Bethel, and he was going up, by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him. I've walked past the valley of Hinnom and heard the stories as even even throughout history and and, and in his story in the Bible of of Moloch and how throughout all the pagan, uh, throughout all the God-hating, throughout all the people that don't know who is the Lord, in every culture, in every uh, nation, you'll find the child sacrifice to Moloch, taking their innocent little children, screaming and crying and putting them into the fires of Moloch. And yet the greatest sin in America we see today is just covered up, and they, all our leaders and all the liberals, they get so tizzy, and they said, I'll commit abortion anyways, even if they uh, outlawed it. I want to slaughter the silent scream and the little baby in the womb. I've seen them on three-dimensional ultrasound. Uh, they can feel, and they can suck their thumb, and they look like mama, and they look like daddy. They're just in the pre-born stage, and yet the leaders of America today will murder them, and it is murder. It is murder. It is murder just like if I came in here and murdered a bunch of you. It is murder. It is sacrificing children at the altar of Moloch. And yet today we wonder how can we get to such a place? Because somebody's standing in the background right here and now moving, moving, moving. All of the culture today, all the fads that come out of Hollywood are geared towards the youth. All of the clothing are geared towards the youth. All of the hairstyles, all of the sexuality of clothing is geared towards the youth. All of culture, if you could pull back the spiritual curtain tonight, you would see that all of the forces of hell are pointed specifically at young people all over the world, and more specifically towards ones that are closer to a decision of cutting the ropes, finding their calling, and living for God. All of the hairstyles are for young people. All of the movies are geared towards youth. All of the video games in the fantasy world are geared towards young people. All of the commercials are geared towards youth, unless it's medicine. It's for young people. If it's not about snoring at night or breathing better at night or a million different kinds of medicine, which most of us just try to, to, to make our nation unhealthy and lull them to sleep and make them enjoying just the pride of life and try to go find the, the, the wellspring of the youth of life so that, uh, that they, they don't stand for the next generation. If it's if it's not medicine or something like that, uh, or, or wealth or materialism, it, it is geared towards young people. All the social media is geared. The algorithms, all of the devices, hey, look, back in the day, um, the devil was trying to get in the playboy because they hadn't got devices yet. He was trying to get, knowledge was increasing and they were trying to get the devices and trying to get the devices because they wanted to get it in the home and preachers were talking about the Ouija board. Stay away from that or the occult. You don't hear about the Ouija board anymore. You don't hear about the occult anymore. You don't hear about the witch's coven anymore because he's got it right down into every heart and every home. And more young people live in this room know more about culture and binge watching and movies and themes that the devil pumps out, that he's behind in the culture trying to discourage you trying to make you live a life of lust he's trying to draw him he's down into every home I tell you what as I said the other night he's got it to where people say we don't even know how we could be so advanced in the algorithms of soaking the young boys and even girls they know if it's a female they know what you look at for how long they got it down. This has got to be a female, and they'll begin to uh, speak into or draw from your relational uh, and your uh, uh, security and all of those things. Uh, and they begin to feed through the TikToks and all the million different avenues that's coming out, and it'll be more and more and more. And the young man that has a cell phone in a foolish way of a parent and not praying and begging God and understanding that it is a fire and that it is dangerous and that is more dangerous than putting a fourteen-year-old in a max semi-truck. It is so dangerous, and thank God it can be used. The Mack truck can be used, but you better be careful who you're pitting in it. And if they've gone through training, if they have a heart for God, and they know what they're doing, and and they used to put in the magazines. Can you imagine a Playboy magazine? in a room of a boy trying to, uh, God, God puts in their body to begin to get attracted for a wife one day, and, and you put a dirty pornographic magazine in, let me tell you something, there are 68 years worth of new pornographic, dark, horrible content uh, right there on the devices at the tip of every teen- teenager's hands right here. 68, you could watch for 68 years and never run out of satanic pornographic material. All of the major sports in the world, NBC, uh, I mean, uh, NFL, NHL, uh, MLB, all of it, all of the revenue from all their wealth combined does not compare to the porn industry in their revenue. Everything's geared towards young people. All the chaos in our culture, all the drug culture, all the sorcery and the witchcraft. We live in the saddest generation of young people ever to live. The word is mental health now. Mental health. I understand some people have mental health. Pastor Mark talked about his mental health yesterday. But... uh (laughs) But, but mental health, mental health. They said by the year 2023, 73% of all our hospital hospital beds will be mental health. Mental health is the cover-up word. And it's really unkind to people that truly have mental health and truly have problems. But mental health, I mean, right there in Iowa, you know, you see so many initiatives. One girl started a suicide group because it's a pandemic like you've never seen. I'm touching people and helping people and giving them resources I didn't have, she says. The nonprofit supplies schools and events with pamphlets, bracelets, teachers shirts that advocates for mental health and provides people with resources to use in a crisis. Just a few weeks ago, major headlines from major news stations, our young people are killing our young people. Our young people are killing our young people. All of the satanic education system is geared towards young people. The CRT is geared towards young people. The evolution is geared towards young people. All of the music, unless it's Christ-honored and you can glorify God in it, all of the music is owned by Satan. Satan was the divine cherub that covereth. He was was created with pipes and vols. He's the most musical instrument that has ever been. Satan, you can study it out through the scriptures, and he uses music everywhere he goes in all genres. He tricks people. He deceives people to bring them into a spirit of darkness and you say, oh, come on. Oh, come on. One of the top country songs of all time just recently uh, came out called Old Town Road. Oh, you always see the wave of people that know that. And written by a guy named Montero Lamar Hill. Sang with Billy Ray Cyrus. It's just country music, not a big deal. I mean, you know, because I'm from Iowa. You know, and, and all the guys, they got their big trucks and their, their skull in the back pocket, you know, whatever. And, and out here, you know, it's Valley Girl music and it's pop music, whatever. I don't know what y'all do out here, but the devil's got it infiltrated everywhere. And Monterey Lamar Hill drew in so many millions upon millions upon millions, even kids sitting in this room today to look to, and he didn't even himself fully understand that when we preach and we beg God for the power and the Spirit of God gives us strength. Hey, we're not anybody. We want you to forget us, but the Spirit of God can speak through His Word because there's power, but there's power in the Word of Satan. He's figured out a way to get into our iPods and and, 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 and into our Spotify and into our ear ear, ear earpods. He's figured a way to get into our iPhone. All of those things. Here's a picture of Montero Lamar Hill, also known as Little Nas X. And here's the shoe. You've heard about this. I mean, we could talk about culture till we're blue in the face. I could show you 10 billion things like this. We don't want to take too much time for that. But you see, seven, excuse me, six, six, six on the shoe. There's human blood in the soles. And people are like, oh, Nike. They eventually canceled it. They wouldn't. If they wouldn't if there still wasn't just a few people trying to uh, to, to stand up uh, for what is right. But there are things that this man does that he ought to be in prison for. This man is so satanically charged. He is so demon possessed. And yet millions upon millions upon on millions of our young people follow him. Like the man down in uh, the concert in Texas. The stuff that, oh, it was just pressing. They just had too many people in there. It was so satanic. You could uh, cut it with a knife. Let me tell you something. There are satanic powers in this room right now. And you say, oh, come on, preacher. You think there's a devil behind every bush? No, I don't. I think there's a thousand. I think they're swirling and circling this room right now. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You say, does it really matter? I mean, come on, is it really a big deal? Yeah, th- this is what's happening all the time. Every single day in America, you're hearing these stories. From all the shooters, it wasn't some stupid gun. It was all of the voices that they're hearing. You're hearing it, and they won't hardly cover it. Every once in a while, you can, you'll can you hear it peek out in these stories. They don't talk about where his daddy was, this guy in Uvalde. They won't talk about where his mommy was. They won't talk about what he was watching, what he's listening to, what he was hearing. Uh, a- after listening to music like that, little Nasex, not a big deal what I listen to, come on, it just makes me feel good. It's my style. It, it gets me in the groove. Oh, really? Here's what's happening every day in America. Listen to this phone call. Listen to this 911 call. This is what it does.
2: And what's the problem? Tell me exactly what happened. I just killed my son. What do you mean you just killed your son? I'm hearing voices. Oh, okay. How old your son? Sick. Son, now he's dead. Dead where in the living room? All right, do you have any weapons? Can you just send in cops? Yeah, we're doing that now. What's your name? Matt Pomerango. I'm sorry, the first name, Matt Matt your last name where we man. P O N O M A R E N K O. What's your son's name? Jack. Jack? Jack J A X. And you said you hear you're hearing voices?
1: Yes. Yeah. Kill your son. You're hearing voices. It's not a big deal. It's okay. It's not a big deal. This stuff is real. It happens every day. I, I mean, it's so much so. It used to be preachers would go look for some shocking thing. Now it's, it's so shocking that we, we can't even look because it's so overwhelming and it's dangerous and it's like it's everywhere. It's flaunting. It's public uh, uh, what's happening around. And yet when it really comes down to the reasons behind it and what they were into, the shirts they were wearing, the music uh, when, they're ca- when they're taken into jail, what was on their phones, nobody talks about that. And, he, and here's a little picture of little Jack's. And if the devil couldn't get him, what was in his right hand? Some parent who's too busy with all of the satanic drawl, that's not a big deal. The fleshly drawl, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, just to keep the kid, hey, stay out of my life. I got my parting. I got my things. I got my music. Let me give you your tablet. It's child abuse to the nth level before it ever got to beating him up, killing him with a baseball bat. And you can hear the cackle of Satan. That's Satan. That's Satan. That's Satan. 100 million albums. My heart will go on. I can't sing it. I don't know it. But Celine Dion and all growing up. She's older now. But, but everybody growing up. Oh, Celine Dion. Oh, so amazing. I'm one of the most popular singers of all time to draw our nation in. A Satanist. A Luciferian. Uh, You can go two minutes from right here. You shop in stores with her line of clothing called Nu 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 Nu. It's Hebrew for no, 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 no. It's satanic. And it's all around. Matter of fact, all of the Hollywood stars, I mean, the ones that people listen to and follow after, this is the most popular thing to dress their kids in her line of clothing. Here's the commercial that's aired on all the top news stations. Look at the commercial of her line of clothing. They
2: dream of tomorrow.
1: We may thrust them forward into this the This is future, applauded. This is applauded. Of course, will always be theirs to choose. Little children. That's a voodoo doll. This is, this is not French. This is not French. Satanic symbols. Look, new order. Little baby. Look, I had a girl walk up to me. She said, out of rehab, she said, Preacher, Brother Evan. She said, why do I see a, hand, a, a big eye on my hand? She said, a, a 16-year-old teenage girl knew nothing about the occultic symbol. She was seeing that because that's, that's of Satan. Here she is with some of her designers talking about it. Go ahead and play. The
2: course will always be theirs to choose. Celine wants all kids to find themselves, not just her own. And she hopes her partnership with Nududu New, New, New will help. The clothes in her new line are gender neutral. new has been around for years. Its founders created the fashion line out of necessity when they couldn't find clothing for their own kids. Fashion has the power to shape people's lives. We're at trying to shape the future That's of right. all human beings. Future by saying find your own individuality.
1: That's what you're hearing in school. New order
2: uh, as a concept.
1: New order, new order as a concept the CEO of Disney. You'll hear more about our progress in the coming weeks. The company can make the, quote, biggest impact by, quote, creating a more inclusive world through the inspiring content we produce. We have the most, world's, most cre- world's most creative storytelling engine. Oh, who, who does? Uh, a company that's geared towards adult or a company that's geared towards children? We have the world's most creative storytelling engine, along with the world's most beloved brands and franchises. We can bring to life in ways uh, things to life in ways that no one else can, uh, because they're satanically driven. We have a portfolio of distribution platforms across the world, in Africa, in village, everywhere you go, including powerful streaming services. Powerful is the word they use. With the ability, the word they use, to reach audiences anywhere, anytime, uh, like during youth conference. When we're trying to preach, we have the, quote, number one news organization in the world and the most trusted brand in sports. We have a, quote, unique ability to impact culture. I am committed to this work and to you all and will continue to engage in the LGBTQ plus community. Abortion, child pornography, they can shut down a president's Twitter and Facebook and control nations, but they cannot control child pornography. Molestation and pedophilia and transgenderism celebrated at the highest levels of government. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg uh, applauded and, and lifted up, going across our nations doing what we're doing tonight. Pride camps, take a look. The husband I of our. I bless my heart. I bless
2: my heart
1: to the rainbow. To the rainbow. Not so typical gay camp. One camp,
2: one camp, full of pride, full of pride, indivisible, indivisible, with affirmation and equal rights for all, with affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. We're gonna pass out potatoes to make your very own drag tater that you get to take home with you. Oh my gosh, that's really good.
1: This He's is pedophilia, the by the way. They ought to <laughs> all be in jail.
2: It's been my first year in preschool Hello. with a class of my own. Preschool, we alongside another queer neurodivergent educator, and we have been rocking our two's class. We've been talking about gender and skin color.
1: Preschool
2: and empathy and our bodies and autonomy. It's been fabulous. But our teaching team is shifting. Listen to what they're talking about lunch onboarded. with preschool. So today at the lunch table, when the topic of gender and genitals came up, one of our students plainly looked up and said, well, I'm a girl today, but I know that Teacher Co isn't. No, they're envy. And the look on the incoming teacher's face was priceless. She just looked around at the two of
1: us and said, this class is incredible, and I am so impressed. Yay! The founders right here in San Francisco that began the first transgender surgeries, the founders of the transgender movement, nobody knew anything about it. Many, many years ago, both men, clearly documented, both men were pedophiles trying to transgender children and teenagers so that they could abuse them satanically. That's what you celebrate if you ever listen, watch, tolerate transgenderism. It's founders, it's a pedophile movement out of the pit of hell. Oh, they need somebody to stand up and love those children that are being deceived. Here's a tweet. It's everywhere. You can't even... I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, uh, tsti Idaho, which is the Satanic Temple of Idaho. By the way, they're funding these temples, these churches that look like this, but uh, they're Satanic. They're funding a lot of the Pride in the Park. By the way, this is a children's event. I cut off the tweet. Go ahead and show the tweet. Cut it off because it was for children. For children. And tips were encouraged at the drag queen dance. From children. Pride in the Park event next Saturday, June 11th. We will have merchandise and performing unbaptism for those interested. Just know Satan loves you for you. Hail Satan. You see the hashtags. In the Hail Satan. This stuff is, is real. It's not fringe. It's not out there. It's happening under the noses as the most woke culture in society. And yet in Christianity, the most sleeping culture in society. All our culture is woke. I mean, they are serious. They are not joking. I cannot show the video because I would throw up of the official San Francisco choir that's just 45 minutes up the road. Listen to the words. Just listen. Just listen to the words. We're coming for them. We're coming for Lots of money spent to produce this video. That's enough. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you'll barely notice it. People loved the song. Leaders, if you could, your skin would crawl. They were, they were laughing behind the scenes. Oh, we'll take it down publicly, but it's still everywhere. But they were applauding it because they're like, we are, we are. You'll be disgusted when they start, this is the lyrics, when, you start, when they start learning things online that you kept far from their sight. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all. There's really no escaping it. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. The gay agenda is coming home. Your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Then soon we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. It's already happening. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. But you don't have to worry, because there's nothing wrong with standing by our side. Get on board in a hurry, because the world always needs a bit more pride. Come on and try a little pride, because we'll convert your children. And then it ends and says, and then we'll turn to you. Why? 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 Because God has a special design on your life. Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet under the nations. He has a design on your life. And so the devil says, okay, I'm going to have a design on their life as well because I want to do everything I can to fight God and destroy his creation. Every time I see a human being, especially a young person, I see uh, Jesus because we are made in his likeness. And, And especially as a Christian, To be like Jesus There is a target There is an attack It infuriates him And he does everything he can To make you think it's just out there to make you think, oh yeah, LGBTQ. I'm not a Q, and all that stuff. I'm not listening to all that. Let me tell you something. He don't have to have you in the transgender movement. He's got so many sitting in this room right now, so dumbed down, so deceived. And the Word of God is crying out to you tonight to say, Hey, listen. Just listen, and just respond, and just open your heart. God will give you wisdom, and God will give you power, and God will give you clarity. And when you draw nigh to Him, He'll draw nigh to you. But I don't know how. What should I watch? And what should I do? Hey, just surrender and just listen and just give up and God will help you. Why? Why? What is God's design? What is Satan's design? Well, number one, salvation. Trevor and Alyssa, is your little daughter in here? Could you hold her up? They didn't know I was going to do this. I don't know if we can put a camera on her. I don't know if that's possible or not, but we'll give them a second to do it. Look at her. She's not born again yet. Now, thank God if she passed away right now. Thank God she don't know her right hand from the left hand. She's not come to that age of accountability. And when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the sin debt. Sin was already taken care of. We are condemned already because we have not believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, he knows if I can destroy her life before she gets saved, uh, once she reaches that age of accountability, uh, I've got her and she spends an eternity in hell. And that's what Satan wants. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And so the devil knows like 85 to 90% of all the people that get born again get born again at this age are younger. And if you make it out of this youth conference today, you may never step foot back under the sound of a loving gospel. Because that's what this is. It's not anger. I, I'm pleading with you. My heart is broken. I have seven children there's grandparents in the room, and, 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 and moms and dads in the room, and they're thinking, my grandchildren are my children. Hey, hey, there's hope, but let me tell you something. It's about salvation. He doesn't want you to get saved. You walk out of these doors tonight after hearing the messages on salvation? Hey, I said to Brother Stroud, I said, man, that was incredible. Whole message on salvation, uh, going to a, a, a Christless hell uh, from a Christian home. And, and I said, and he, he agreed, we both said it at the same time, he said, But there's still hardness out there. There's people that know. They looked up, they didn't raise their hand, but wouldn't come forward. Time is short. The devil knows his time is short. Secondly, secondly, programmable. They're programmable. Uh, Just like a computer. Uh, There's hardware, okay? There's hardware, right? I wish I had a laptop, but okay. So here's a laptop, here's a cell phone. It's hardware, but it has to be programmed. You guys should know that around here. It has to be programmed. Something has to be put into it. By the way, pause for the parents and grandparents. You are programming your children. Or you're letting somebody else program them. Your minds are being programmed. It's just a piece of hardware. You know, that would be not worth nothing other than just a little bit of whatever hard material they put if it wasn't programmed. The devil knows you're still being programmable. You put your hand down in wet cement and you can make an impression and a mark. But once it's dried, it's too late. It's going to be a whole lot harder to program Dr. Treber after 73 years of life, or 73 years of life, I don't know, 69, (laughs) 45 years of life, than it is for you. To program your mind to put things in that you just can't stop thinking about that bothers you but desensitizes you, like you you eat a frog by boiling them in cold water and you just slowly turn it up, they're programming them. So, so why? Why does the devil hate young people? Because they're still programmable. Uh, specific purpose in calling. My son Aaron's turning 12 tomorrow. And let me tell you something, he doesn't know his college. Uh, I mean, he's not to Bible college yet. He's not a bus director yet. He's not running a college. You are. He wants to destroy you for them. Because it's always about the perpetuation of God's plan. He wants you to, he would love to destroy Dr. Treber for them, but Dr. Treber's already, he's done his work. Now it ain't over, thank God for that. But he's done his work, but you haven't. Where are the next Dr. Trebers? The devil says, I'll make sure. That's why there's a specific plan towards young people. I have to hurry tonight. Uh, The years, years. All the years of the youth conference, and you come down, you have more years than Dr. Flood has, Uh, Dr. More years than Dr. Trever has and Luke Flood has and the Fineras have. More years. It's just common sense. He knows his time is short, and he wants to destroy those that will perpetuate revival and continue to do what we're doing, and then influence every great revival. We've talked about that, and then messing others up. If he keeps you not right with God, he knows he can use you to mess up a whole lot of other young people. And many have messed up because of a young person not living right. Hamden had a friend, and he thought it hard to do anything to his sister Tamar, and he would have stopped when he thought about his daddy, and what he stopped when he thought about his kingship, and when he thought he would have stopped when he thought about uh, his future. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, and Jonadab was a very subtle man. lest well, Satan should get advantage of us, of us because we are for we are not ignorant of his devices. Uh, let me very very quickly tonight uh, give you some of as you study the Word of God, you'll see Satan's special design on young people. Uh, I don't want you to do a lot of writing, but you're more than welcome uh, to just maybe write down the one word of each of these. I'll just give you a few tonight. Number one, Satan design is a spirit of rejection. The very spirit of God is a love and redemption and receiving. To young people, don't miss this, please. Satan's number one. You look at what happened in heaven. He had pride, but what happened? He was kicked out of heaven. He did not see that coming. Because he would have not done what he did not see that come, He was rejected from heaven. And so immediately he got Adam and Eve to be rejected from the garden of Eden. And immediately he got Cain, who was of his father the devil, to be rejected in the sacrifice and instead of repenting he took his rejection and sulked in it and murdered Abel. And then Genesis chapter number 6, he got the whole nation, the whole world rejected in the worldwide flood. And then Genesis 8, there's the Tower of Babel and you go all the way down through a spirit of rejection. Isaac and Ishmael, rejection. The spirit of rejection in the people of Ishmael and the wars that we see today. Joseph's brothers did what they did because they felt rejected. Evolution is about rejection. Transgenderism and homosexuality, sodomy is about rejection. That you, what you were made with is somehow warped or not right. I was in a a, a jump park. One of these trampoline parks, and I have this thing where I want to know what my children are listening to. And, and they're jumping, Charity and I are just sitting there on the side, and man, all seven of my kids are out there, even my little Andrew, he's jumping all you know, those trampoline parks. Brother Mark could do a great impersonation of jumping. And, and I'm just listening to the song, and you can't hardly hear the words. But in my spirit, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to listen to this because my son's out there jumping to it, you know. He's jumping and the, and the song's playing. It wasn't overpowering enough to where we're like, children, we're out of here. Thank God for men of God that don't care uh, about offending anybody. They have a heart of love and grace but say, hey, we're out of here. It wasn't quite to that point. Maybe I should have. But I thought, man, it's just music there. and and but, but Aaron's out there listening to it subconsciously. He's just having fun. And Hannah's listening to it. And there's my son. And the Bible says, turn the, the hearts of the children to the fathers and fathers to the children and the devil's devices also division and rejection. And so uh, I was listening to the song. Just listen to a clip real quick. We won't play it more. It wasn't even
2: this loud.
1: Jump Park is played everywhere. I see people here that know this song. I see people here that know this song. Thank you. Thank you. So I said, hey, Siri. Oh, what song is playing right now? Here's what comes up. By the way, this is in all the malls. This is in the the subconscious. Music is so incredibly powerful. Hey, Dad, look at me. Think back and talk to me. Did I grow up according to plan? And do you think I'm wasting my time doing things I want to do? But it hurts when you disapprove all along. And now I try hard to make it. I just want to make you proud. I'm never going to be good enough for you. Can't pretend that I'm all right. And you can't change me. Because here's the chorus that you just heard. Because we lost it all. Nothing lasts forever I'm sorry, I can't be perfect Now it's just too late And we can't go back I'm sorry, I can't be perfect Bitterness Rejection. This is what they're making millions on. That's again child abuse, mental and emotional. I try not to think about the pain I feel inside. My little boy's jumping there, th- hearing it subconsciously. So, in a moment when the devil works on his heart as a Christian boy, this, these words are drilled into his heart. Listen, I, I try not to think about the pain I feel inside. Do you know how you used to be my hero? All the days you spent with me now seem so far away. And it feels like you don't care anymore. Because the devil's got dad over here with his, with his media and his sports and his thing. And the devil's got the son over here in a spirit of rejection. And then he's got the music driving the Grand Slam home. Now, I try hard to make it, I just want to make you proud. I'm never gonna be good enough for you. I can't stand another fight and nothing's all right. Nothing's gonna change the things that you said. Nothing's gonna make this right again. Please don't turn your back. I can't believe it's hard just to talk to you, but you don't understand because we lost it all. Nothing lasts forever. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Now it's just too late and we can't go back. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Again, this is not fringe. It's everywhere you go. In the next 24 hours, you'll have this stuff pumped into your head. And I read those hands that I talked about the other night at camp. My bro- boyfriend don't want me. My mom and dad are busy with their stuff. They're cutting themselves. They're living in an alternative reality of media and TikTok. And Get the stinking digital stuff out of your hands and get outside and, and get alone with God and nature and go out into a desert place and, and all the suicide and depression. There's people in this room hearing voices. You would be shocked at how many young people in this room have wanted to take uh, their life. You'll never be good enough. This is why divorce is at an all-time high. It isn't about divorce or marriage in and of itself and somebody enjoying marriage. It's about destroying the next generation. Could could, could I have a young lady, maybe from North uh, Valley, that wouldn't mind, just to come up to the platform? Just to come up to the platform, and you're going to try to get up out of rejection. But if somebody, come on, be a leader. One of you ladies, there you go, make that move. And another lady come, and another lady come, and the devil says, come on up here. Come on up, I I know you got hurts, and I'm not going to hurt you. I know you got hurts, I know you got hurts, I know you can't get up. I know you're trying to get rid of the bitterness. I know you, come on up here. I know you got hurts, and I know you got heartaches, and I know you got struggles. Go ahead and have a seat. That's what the devil does, spirit of rejection, cold, dark corners of your heart that you're confused. Was it because you were pretty? Maybe uh, was it was it your fault? Were you too attractive? What happened? Why did they? Why did that happen back in the room? Why did my brother touch me in that way? What did my dad do or my uncle do or what did somebody do? And and I and I would. I've had people tell me, brother Treiber. I said, man, you ought to you ought to consider that boy right there, man. You're going off to Bible college. He's going. To, you ought to you ought to consider. You know, pray about him. She's a pastor. Pastor, no, you don't understand. (laughs) He's too good for me. You don't understand. Spirit of rejection because of something that happened so long ago. It's chained tight. It's a little corner of your heart. You'll never open it. Spirit of rejection instead of the spirit of the prodigal's father to come home, there are things you've done, said, looked at, seen, that's marred you, that's shocked you, that's desensitized you, and the devil says, come on, it'll be all right, just keep it hidden, don't sell out for God, because maybe somebody will have to figure out, and you're so confused in your life, and yet when you try, hey, let me just put it this way, the devil promises to take you down the hallway of pleasure, and he shows you the different re- rooms that speak to you as an individual, we're all unique, and, and you you say, I don't know, I don't know, and he says, what about this room? and he he says, okay, and you go in the room, and he promises to hold the door and watch the hallway, and at the moment that it'll destroy you the most, he opens the door and says, hey, look. He'll wait till somebody has is, 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 is is, is gone on in life and, 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 and leading a ministry or whatever the case may be, and let me tell you something. That's why you better get to God and repent and take whatever consequences today and let the grace of God do its work, the spirit of rejection. Lincoln Park was one of the most famous music groups, millions upon millions of people. I'm trying to go as quickly as I can, and millions of people. And the, he talks about all the music groups that you listen to in the car. You get in the car, and man, you're on your way to work. You had a bad day. You're just trying to, you know, let it off a little bit, uh, you know, just relax a little bit. And, uh, and, and and you got hurts and heartaches, and nobody seems to understand. Your parents are going through a tough time, and everybody's busy, and blah, blah, blah. And, and he writes about his fans. Go ahead and listen to Chester Bennington. I mean, the whole world up until 2017 followed after this. Me.
2: And if it's something like that, you know what I mean? I'll go talk to him and tell him everything's all right. You know, sometimes, you know, um, a lot of in a lot of cases, our kids write us, and they really open up to us and tell us a lot of things that they won't even talk about to the, their closest friends and their family. And they and I think they do that because they probably think that we might not read it, or if we do, you know, they probably won't see us again or something in a certain time. To, you know, who knows what the process is behind it? But um, you know, a lot of cases these kids really open up to us, and that's special. That's not
1: special if they feel like our music helps them do that. They're, they're like, that, I'm I'm that special, to me, and, I'm uh, special. You know, Uh, Let's go to his concert. Let's go to his concert. Hey, let me tell you something. Hey, I don't have drums. What's wrong with this song? And I'm just driving to my in and out to put on my hat and go to work. I know my pastor wouldn't approve of this. Man, it speaks to me. Not to hurt. Nothing wrong. These guys don't know what they're talking about. Y'all have Brother Alvin. He's good, but... Not realizing who wrote this song. His name was Lucifer. And he's standing in the background as the the, the satanically divine agent. (laughs) With millions around him. Who cares if one more light goes out? I do. Come to me. Come to me, all ye labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I go to youth group, I go to North Valley, but it's all right. This helps me. I like this music. All of them, all of them, all of the music of the world is satanic. They get on the stage and say, something comes over me. We don't know how we write the songs we write. Satanic. Spirit of Satan, just like the Spirit of God is trying to. Who cares if one more life? I, I do. Thank you. After that concert, he went and committed suicide, hung himself leading a wave of suicides. He committed suicide on his best friend's suicide date. Dear Chester, our hearts are broken, the band says. Shock waves of of grief and denial are still sweeping through our families. We come to grips with what has happened. You touched so many lives, maybe even more than you realized. In the past few days, we've seen an outpouring of love and support, both public and private, from around the world. Talking with you about the years ahead together, your excitement was infectious. Infectious. Your absence leaves a void that can never be filled. A boisterous, I believe that. Funny, mm -hmm. ambitious, creative, kind. Don't you wish we could have told them who is the Lord? Generous voice is in the room, is missing. We're trying to remind ourselves that the demons who took you away from us were always a part of the deal. After all, it was the way you sang about those demons that made everyone fall in love with you in the first place. And every 40 seconds, and a young, young person takes their life. It's time to wake up. Spirit of rejection, quickly a spirit of deception. Deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. The young girl screaming out the pastor's daughter after a night of sin. Being horribly, just horrible things happening. Screaming out in that dump, drunk tank. It's worse than I thought it was. It's worse than I thought it was. And it'll be worse than you think it is too. Every time you watch the world's entertainment, you're being deceived. Every time you soak in, and it all so grieves me that we live hypocritical lives. Uh, We never have on the platform uh, what we, we don't listen to the music on the platform. We got another set at home. That's our little God box that we take out when we get to church. Uh, We got our own culture, our own life, our own way, and we'll find out that it's worse. Why? Because the devil's a deceiver. one A man that took many people's lives, not directly, uh, but through suicide, drugs, alcohol, broken homes. Alice Cooper, a demonic, satanic-filled man. Hey, he's set in pews just like this. Listen to what he says: the spirit of deception. Listen to Alice you know, Cooper. I'm
0: the prodigal son, for one thing. I, I am the perfect example of the prodigal son. Uh, my dad was a pastor. My grandfather was an evangelist. Actually, both my dad and my grandfather were evangelists. And uh, my wife's father is a Baptist pastor. So I grew up in the church, and I was all of my friends. We're church kids. I had so much fun. I mean, I was in church on Sunday, Wednesday night, uh, Friday nights. I mean, it was all my social life was based around kids in the church, and uh, and that was great. And, And it got to high school, and all of a sudden the Beatles came out. I went, oh, well, that's kind of you know. And I was a natural mimic, anyways. So I watched the Beatles, and I said, well, that would be fun to do. Being in a hit band with Listen hit records and is getting as big as we got is like winning the lottery about three times.
1: It doesn't it's happen. It just
0: doesn't happen.
1: Unless somebody's you know, in charge. You know, we were
0: definitely the underdogs in the whole thing and we kept going, well, we're never going to make it. This is fun, you know, to do this and then we'll go get real jobs and we kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and all of a sudden there we were.
1: Spirit of deception and he's deceiving you unless you're awake and surrendered. Unless you're all in. You say, I'm not being deceived. If you're not all in, if you're not saved, you're being deceived. Satan is real. If you're not on fire for God, if you're not saying, oh, God, please, I beg of you. Oh, so much I'd like to say Satan's design is a spirit of lustful temptation. Not just rejection and deception, but temptation. I won't even preach this other than to say Proverbs 6. Uh, For at the window of my house I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. Passing by her street near a corner, he went to the way of her house in the twilight in the evening. Behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. Now is she without. How is she? I read that. I said, how is that for us today? Now is she without. Watch. Now is she without. Now is she without. Now is she without. Now in the streets and lieth at wait at every corner. Number four, Satan's design is a spirit of rebellion. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 15, verse 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. If you are not having every day a yes day to your parents, even if they're wrong, to your pastor, to uh, I don't mean your pastor if he's wrong, but your parents if he's wrong, even if your parents are wrong, it's a yes day, it's honoring and respecting, then you are into witchcraft. You say, I don't have witchcraft in my home. Yeah, you ever have bad attitudes? Oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm a an attitude. That's witchcraft satanism That's not a spirit of God. Absalom was a rebellious son of a king. Satan entered into him. The prodigal son was rebellious from his youth. The Bible says if a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, won't obey the voice of his father or the mother, he said they, they'll take him, take him out to the elders of the city. They'll, they'll uh, 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 stone him. Okay, aren't you glad that we don't have to live uh, under that? But he said, look, uh, that, that's the sin of rebellion. I wanted to tell the story of uh, uh, when I had Satan rise up inside of me and I said, Dad, I will not. I will, not walk, I will not listen to you about dating that girl. I've told the story before. Some of you heard it. That was a spirit of Satan rising up. And if it wasn't for the word of God, I would have ruined my life. Last but not least, and I have to be done, his design on young people is to destroy them, not only with the spirit of rejection that you can't come to Christ tonight, that somehow your life will change too much somehow. Look, come, come, come. It's a spirit of deception. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. This is real. Don't, don't sit there and be like, ah, 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 ah. No, it's real. Spirit of rebellion, spirit of lustful temptation, and last, it's a spirit of confusion. God is not the author of... He's confusing young people. There's many people confused today, confused between what is this old-time religion or independent Baptist? What is, you know, some are sitting here thinking about the transgender movement or music. It's just confused. One foot in, one foot out. That is doubt. Genesis 3.1, and he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said... That's where it all started... Paul's teaching Timothy about his Bible. He said evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child, that's all in context, deceiving and being deceived, that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. I have got to have a Bible that I can hold in my hand and trust that it's true for the English speaking people. That's the King James Bible. We're in a generation now that have said on these platforms that are deceptive because they're not one Bible men. And they're causing confusion. Oh, we like the King James and we like you guys. Oh, oh wonderful. North Valley is such a wonderful. I'm just so thankful for Pastor Treeper's influence and all of that, but yet they're confusing. My children have to have a Bible they can hold in their hands that's perfect. The Bible promised us that we had to have it, and yet there's confusion all over. Here's a clip, and this will be the last thing I'll show. Here's a a clip, and this is where it's really going. The Message
0: Bible, if you lay them side by side, you know, I really think they will help you understand the KJV.
1: Absolutely. I agree (laughs) 100%. It is not
0: the one and only, you know, there's the NLT, there's the NIV. And, and the thing, all of them. And, but, but the thing is, none of them are the Word of God. None,
2: none of, them of them are the are Word, the of, word God. of God.
1: There is no Word of God. You can't hold it in your hand. It's in the originals, by the way, that don't exist. There is no such thing as the originals. The original was what? John wrote on the Isle of Patmos. The original is what Moses broke when he came down the mountain. They were copy- what, what Paul is teaching Timothy, Timothy had a copy of a copy of a copy. It's called preservation, thank God. Thank God he inspired his word and had the power to preserve his word just like he said he would do with you if you died right now but knew Jesus you could stand blameless and holy. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. And if we believe, because the Bible says that he can have the preservation of the saints so I can stand holy and blameless before God, what about the preservation of his word? And yet, so much confusing. What's the remedy? Here's the remedy. Could I get my hedge, my wall? Ezekiel chapter 22, and verse number 30 is when I, stay right there, when I, when I, Got called to preach. This was the, the message. Ezekiel twenty two thirty. And I sought for a man or a woman, a teenager, a young person to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Here's the world. Here's Egypt. Okay. Here's the world. I don't want y'all even back there because I don't want you to picture you guys as the world. If you don't mind, if I respectfully so. Here's the world and it's trying to come at you. Come across the front as quickly as you can. Come across the front and link arms. And and there's a hedge of God's word and the house of God and parents and marriage and family and authority and work. And all of the principles and foundations of the Word of God. And all hail is trying to get to you. And one by one over the years, one by one over the years, because each has their own flesh and their own temptations, they can stand for the Word of God. But under temptation, instead of wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, too, taking heed, thereto according to God's Word. Uh, he comes along and he pushes, go ahead, he pushes the Word of God out. Go go back to your seat. Uh, we didn't practice this. Go back to your seat. And he, and he blows a, a hole. Only do it if you think you're not going to break an ankle. And he blows a hole and he blows a hole. And evil begins to, quote, come in like a flood. And he blows a hole and he blows a hole and he blows a hole. And he blows a hole. And this is about where we're at in our culture. And and evil is coming in. But the Bible says I sought for a man. Hey, let me tell you something. When we preach and I found none, that was then. But it doesn't mean it's now. Oh, there is a lot of nuns out there, if you will, not finding, but, but I thank God for a godly dad, Elisha Spearman, come on out here, It says, hey, I can't stop it all. Evil won't stop itself ever. It'll continue. progress in your life evil will never stop itself it must be stopped and so he stands as broad as he can and he prays and he sweeps and he preaches thank God there was a man when I was out here and I was listening and saying oh God what do you want and evil was coming in and distraction was coming in and pride was coming in there was one man standing he wasn't stopping at all but thank God there was a man and at however old brother treaper would you come and stand beside brother Swanson and he's standing maybe maybe come stand right over here on the other side and he's said, I'll stand. Hey, the world may misunderstand, and we're out there trying to live our life, do our thing. They don't understand what we're trying to block them from. And then, thank God, there's a mom and Mrs. Swanson. Again, I didn't practice any of this and tell you, would you mind to come? Uh, uh, Spearman, would you, would you bring uh, y- your mom up and you stand as well? And, and a mom comes, and she says, I'll live for Jesus. I'll stand for Jesus. And, and Brother Chris, a youth pastor, he says, I'll stand for Jesus. Let me get a couple lady workers. He said, I, I give my life to Christ. I'm, I'm one of those Shannons. A couple lady workers, come on up here. A couple lady workers, and go ahead uh, if you you know if you can link arms. I know the ladies wouldn't unless it's family, but link arms and stand together. And the world's trying to come at you like a flood. Ladies, link arms. Just stand up here, and 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 the evil's still coming in. Stand by your husband there, and and then a son says, "Hey, I will live for Jesus. I could have got bitter at dad as a PK over here, Spearman. Uh, I could have, but I'm going to live for Jesus, and I'm going to try to find a godly young lady uh, to be a wife." And the evil still coming in and the Bible says somebody needs to make up a hedge and a youth conference uh, uh, a senior in high school says I'll make up the hedge. Do I have one? I'll make up the hedge. I'll come on up here. Come on up here, make up the hedge, young man. Come on up here and link arms with Brother fanera And hold on, hold on now. I ain't calling everybody just yet. You'll get that opportunity of well, what you can do, whatever the Lord wants you to do. But 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 make up the hedge. But hold on. What about a seventh grader? And and all of a sudden more and more begin to make up the hedge. Come on up here. Somebody else, just a few more, to make up the hedge. And there's always a gap because the devil is constantly trying to knock some house, some somebody out. And that's what we're trying to do at youth conference is to make up the hedge so that the evil that continues trying to get to us, don't mock it, don't make fun of it, don't be indecisive because there is a hedge, and people that have always been willing to stand in the hedge. I think about voices of yesteryear, Pastor Treber. I wept and cried on Father's Day as I listened to Brother Bobby Robertson, a spiritual grandfather you loved him. I can hear his voice now. I can hear his voice now as he's standing in the hedge for me and for my dad. Turn it off as loud as we you can. We need some
0: old Bob Jones We need some Harold Cybers. Those men, God used them to encourage this poor little country preacher. I could hear them. He said, I shall not change. He, he said, be, I shall go. I shall and I shall, wall, and I shall wall.
1: These oh, men Lord. stood in the hedge for us.
0: See, we need some people Made up like the gap. Somebody is watching me and you. And we need some people who will stand true to this old book and faithful. That's what I'm talking about. And faithful, my friend, uh, that you might not be a stumbling block, but you can
1: be a stepping
0: block. Father, I hope I said so. Thank you for listening to the Audio Preaching Podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us,